ready. Heck yes. Woo. <laughs> this thing always happens with your audio where you like, if you make a sound that's long, it like cuts out halfway. Like there's a. Interesting. I don't, do you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> I think so. Like when we screamed in the last episode, um, you just like started to scream and then stopped. <laughs> I just have commitment issues. <laughs> don't we all, except everybody on this show. <laughs> um, all right. Hello and welcome to The Butcheler, a podcast where I, Amelia. And I, Olive just uh kind of ramble on about the latest episodes of the bachelor bachelorette um today we're talking about the fifth episode of matt james's infamous season (laughs) in which um there's some bullying in the house yeah there's some drama there's some sheep and that's and there's some cookies and that's about it there's some dress. <coughs> and uh, Olive dies while recording this. No. Olive, I hope you know that if you started to die while we were recording, I would just drive straight to your house. I'll try that next time. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So shall we be... Uh... <laughs> so shall we begin our recap? <laughs> yeah, let's get it over with. <laughs> Oh my god! I hated this fucking episode. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I didn't hate this episode, so maybe we can get like a a positive and a negative twist going on. Okay. So we open with Matt addressing some of this bullying. He finally talks with Anna, the bully. A bully. One of the bullies. That's true. Yeah. She is the one who started this rumor that everybody in the house is, uh, or not, sorry. (laughs) Everyone in the house. She's the one They're all escorts. Oh my god! Okay, Blake, come on. That would be so. That would be so great. She's the one who started this rumor that one of the other people in the house is a is an escort. Um, she, yeah. For more on that, listen to the last episode in which we had a lot more to say on it and it sounded a lot more eloquent. Listen to the last episode where our brains were working. <laughs> it's a snow day, listeners. We're recording this on in the middle of a, a nor'easter. It's like, what's who could expect us to be at full brain capacity or even understanding of our surroundings at a time when giant blankets of white fluff have fallen upon us. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that, dude. Like, <laughs> I don't have a rebuttal. <laughs> so Matt addresses the bullying. Uh, he ends up sending Anna home because of how much that could ruin someone's life to start a rumor like that, which Anna gets. Anna seems remorseful. But he doesn't send her home because of this. He he understands that she she not only he understands that she's remorseful, um, but he just says that it's just not worth it to keep working on this and trying to see a future when I don't see a future, which is respectable. He does. My only 
issue with this is that he keeps throwing around the term safe space. Like, I want this to be, like, a safe space for the women. And, like, it is categorically not ever going to be a safe space. Like, they are competing to monogamously date one man, like, while living communally in a pandemic. Like, it is, yeah. on its best day, neither emotionally nor physically safe. And whenever he says safe space, I'm like, what does that mean to you yeah like you and I are on the exact same page because I wrote down this quote from him I owe it to these women to create a safe space for them and that's what I'm gonna do and I wrote it down because I was like I need to process this later (laughs) (laughs) um because it's like on the one hand it's like wow that's awesome that he wants to do that that he's stating that that he's naming it you know he's gonna do that um but also, it's just like, you poor baby, do you realize that that's not real? Yeah, like, I appreciate the effort for sure. And I think that maybe he's just not using the right language. Maybe. But yeah. it also kind of feels... It kind of feels like when you're working in the pandemic in person and your boss is like, yeah, I want this to be a safe space. And you're like, it literally is not yeah yeah the like the whole idea of creating a safe space when they're still inviting guests in going out and about like there's no real reality to the idea that this could be safe um and I mean I know that you just brought that up for comparison but it's also true that they are working during a pandemic and it's also um, he's like he's not really in control, you know. He's pretending that he's the one who's calling the shots, but we all know that it's the producers. At the same time, though, he does have the power in the situation, so that also weirds me out. I'm like, if you have power over me, you can't create a safe space for me. Oh, that's true. I mean, I feel like I don't know to what extent I agree with that idea that a person in power can't create a safe space because it's like. Power dynamics are always there, but there are ways that people with power can, like, not. um, I feel like there are ways that people who are in power can use that power to provide safety for others. And so there exists a world in which Matt is able to... Um, to provide more safety, more, like, regulations, to, like, state more explicitly what his values are or what kinds of behavior he's looking for. Um, Like, he could be having more explicit and more thorough conversations with these women about, you know, what is an appropriate way to talk to each other, what are appropriate um, words to use and not to use, as opposed to this kind of, like, after the fact, sending people home which I do feel like is him using his power to promote safety because he's sending home people when he thinks that they are inhibiting safety. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't mean to like come down too hard on that because you are right. Like it's also not in his control and this wasn't his idea. I just think that the only way he could really create a safe space here is to shut down the filming of the show and go home. Yes. Which we keep coming up against this every episode. We're like, what would be the right course of action to not fucking do this? I think there are ways. Like, if they had really quarantined everybody and just said, like, actually, nobody's coming in or out. 
if they had made, they could have made this like remote somehow. It's possible, but yeah, it's less profitable. And in this world, people will pay so much money for things to feel familiar that we will literally kill people just to keep things the way they always were. Thank you for coming to this Ted scream. Up next, <laughs> he takes Rachel on a date. Speaking of capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel on this date where he, it's the classic bachelor, bachelorette uh, date. Well, I guess only the bachelors really do this where he takes her and just buys her all this like fancy. I would love to see a bachelorette do this. Yeah, honestly, me too. Let's make it a classic bachelor and bachelorette move. Yes. Um, they interestingly, I wrote down they don't discuss trauma at all on this episode in this date. They don't discuss any trauma in the whole episode. Um, there's no like, oh, I want to push you to like share your deeper, darker secrets in this whole episode. There's none of that, even on the two one-on-one dates. So Rachel and Matt just go try on some dresses and then tell each other that they're falling in love with each other. Love that you said they both try on dresses. Here for he, it. He tried on like a, a kimono type. Yeah, he tried on a bizarre kimono coat. Um, yeah. But yeah, I feel like they actually genuinely like each other. So their dates don't have to have this weird, like multi-tiered structure of trauma bonding. They can just like chill. Yeah. Um, oh, cute moment. Um in our watching of the show when she like saw the red soles on the high heels um and amelia was like what does that mean it must mean something does it mean that you're like walking on a red carpet wherever you go i didn't say that oh sarah said that <laughs> you, you had very similar names okay sarah friend of the pod said that <laughs> And I just thought that was really cute. It turns out that it means they're Louboutins. And yeah, therefore, which is what I said. <laughs> I thought, okay. Did you know that or did you Google it? Make fun. So I, I had like heard it. It was somewhere in my brain. And I was like, is I was having trouble getting the memory out to my actual real brain. Because um, it wasn't like anybody had been like, oh, those are Louboutins or anything. So I was like, the red soul means some brand or some okay big thing and so I asked like which like what I asked the group um do you guys know what it means when there is the red soul and um you guys both were like I have no idea what you're talking about or came up with this really cute explanation that it's that you're always walking on red carpet, which I love and might be why Louboutin does it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that might be the symbolism or it just looks great. Yeah, they're pretty badass. Um, but yeah, she gets a pair of Louboutins. She says that she's never owned a pair of shoes more than $40, which I find relatable. So I liked her for that. Except yeah, I like that if, moment. If you Google her name, you might find some reasons not to like her. Yeah. Anyways, um, up next is a farm date uh, in which they all go. Do you want to explain what they do on the farm date? Uh, yeah, they go on a, they, uh, you know, they date the farm animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the gay agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's a quote from the end of this episode that I'm just gonna bring now, which was goats coming at you, women coming at you. My dream. Truly. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I gotta say this was a cute, fun date. Um, They milked some goats. What more could you ask for? Um, And then he like grabs Piper in this really awkwardly cut clip because I don't know if in reality what he did was just went up to her and interrupted her interview and just started making out with her, which would be concerning. But that is episode, but also, um, but yeah, but, or it was cut so that it just looked like there was absolutely no buildup and he just interrupted her out of nowhere. Both are weird for different reasons. Yeah, either way, um, he was just kind of making out with her and everybody could see, which was like a little... No, only only MJ could see. And then MJ went and told everyone. Yes, only MJ could was standing in the spot where she could see, but everybody like had full access to see. Okay. So everybody ends up seeing it because after MJ says that, people look. Oh, I thought she just told people that she saw it. I didn't think everyone saw it. You know what? I'm not 100% sure, but I thought that there was a scene when they were all standing together. I thought that was them all watching him make out with her, but maybe they weren't. Yeah, unclear. Unclear. Not that important. Yeah. Either way, it starts to get people upset because this is... Because, of course, it gets people upset that they see the guy they're dating just, like, fully making out with somebody. Like, it's one thing to kiss, but it's another thing to see that much kissing. And so some of them get upset, including her, our girl, Michelle. Um, Anything else from that date? Yeah, I mean, it was super cute. Like, the farmer was literally Amelia. Um, Our girl, Michelle, really liked it. And I had a note. I didn't put it here. I put it in the chat, unfortunately. But it was something like Amelia and Michelle are going to move out to the countryside and start a little farm school commune together. Yeah, we will. Michelle, if you're listening, I'm available. I'm not actually available. (laughs) (laughs) I might be available at some point in my life. (laughs) Wait, do you mean emotionally or like employment wise? Yeah, I'm emotionally available for you, Michelle. I'm not employment-wise available for you. <laughs> Listen, if any of my employers are listening to this, I'm very happy with my current job, and I, I don't want to leave and start the farm with Michelle. But maybe, like, in the, in the summertime or, like, like, a weekend farm program. Michelle, either way, when you start a farm school, I'll support you in it. No matter what, even if it's from afar, even if I'm super busy and I just have to consult with you from time to time, I'm here and I'm with you in this endeavor. Sending all the vibes out to Michelle. Up next, uh, there's a cocktail party thing. Chelsea is all nervous, but she looks stunning. Abigail is adorable and wholesome and bears a little bit of her insecurities to him um, and ends up getting a rose for it. So I guess there is a little bit of like bearing our souls, but yeah. But like, just like the snack, it wasn't the main course at this time. Yeah, exactly. um, 
Yeah. Oh, at that point I wrote down, he keeps saying, um, can I tell you something? <laughs> and he keeps saying that like in, in when they're having a conversation and I just think it's ridiculous. It's his catchphrase. So I've started keeping tally of how oh often my goodness. the phrase, can I tell you something? I just, all I got out of this whole cocktail party was his purple sweater. It was very good. That's true. That's true. He, he had some stunning clothing this, this uh, episode. But I don't know. Sometimes Matt gives me, and like, I don't really know what I'm talking about because I grew up Jewish, but like, he gives me like youth pastor vibes. Mm. No, I think he, I think he actually probably would agree with that because his whole life is like feeding the hungry, you know? Yes, in a way that I think is pedagogically bad. I mean, I agree with you, but his whole thing is like, I love God and my life's mission is to give back. And so like, that's youth pastor. Yeah, but he's also the other side of youth pastor, which is like kind of a douchebag. Okay, elaborate. (laughs) I don't know, like, I think I've talked to you about this before, just like, the footage of him and Tyler Cameron, like, in a box at, like, a Dolphins game, like, smashing each other's faces in cake and, like, pouring champagne over each other and just, like, all the quarantine crew, like, blatant COVID disregarding stuff. Like, yeah, I was just ranting to you about that. Yes. I'm just saying that, like, no matter how nice and good he comes off on the season, I, I can't unsee those things either. Absolutely. Totally. Totally. And I don't think we should. I think that like this whole thing is kind of an exercise in like enjoying and having fun with and loving people that we would never, ever actually be able to relate to in real life. You know, like that is television. Yeah. (laughs) No, I just mean that like, like he, the way the people on the show spend their lives, I'm not going to ever interact with them. Like Kit is a socialite. She's 21 and her job is a socialite. Okay. I can absolutely see Kit sending her children to your school. I think that. Or a <laughs> couple years ago, Kit coming into the little farm store and buying like an $800 like animal pelt. Now that they're in the Northeast, they really are all the kinds of people who would shop at my store I used to work at. That no, they don't know about. They would have come to Tib Gen and bought like $80 of prosciutto that I would have sliced badly. Yeah. Honestly, these are all people who spend their weekends in the Hudson Valley, and um, I could easily run into any one of them at any point. I'll bet Kit goes antiquing in Hudson. I'll actually bet that Kit and I probably have crossed paths before. <laughs> um oh my gosh so uh speaking of kit she gets a one-on-one and they make cookies yeah (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) they make cookies like that's such a not like earlier today sarah friend of the pod told me i should bake cookies and i said that's not enough of an activity (laughs) Yeah, and this wasn't, I can see maybe making cookies together after, like, a nice long hike with a picnic or, like, some other, like, daytime activity. But this was, like, it. The activity was making cookies. And after all this stuff of her talking about how, like, the kitchen is such an important place for her, 
Like, she nah, was like, she was they should have. No, they should have made like ratatouille and garlic bread. Ooh. Ooh. Oh my gosh. She turns into a mouse, crawls into his little hat. What a great date. That's exactly how all true love starts, right? Yes. Although she turns into a rat. That's why it's called ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> but she would be a mouse <laughs> she would can we talk about how she would be a mouse i know that the concept of ratatouille is a rat but specifically kit would turn into a mouse <laughs> um all right so we've named this date the shitty american bake-off which or you have specifically all of <laughs> American Bake Off because of how underwhelming it was, which led me to my first game for us to play. Oh, shit. Wait, I have one more note. Okay. The note is multicolored sheep, exclamation mark. Multicolored sheep? There was a sheep that had a different color neck from its body. That's pretty common. Well, it was very visually striking, and I was impressed. Um, pelts like that go for hundreds of dollars. Yeah, Kit buys them at the farm store where Amelia used to work. Listeners, I used to work on a sheep farm and I used to sell lamb pelts. And they're all beautiful because all sheep are beautiful. ASAP. ASAP. Hashtag ASAP. Oh my god. Okay. Um... Well, okay, should we play this game, the shitty American Bake Off, or should we do our Rosebud Thorn? Um, let's shake, let's shake it up. Let's do oh, shitty... Shake up like a salt shaker? Yeah, let's do our shitty American Bake Off first. All right, so here's the concept that I came up with, and please feel free to, you know, give me edits. Um, I'm going to name a contestant who's on the show, and then you say what they should be making on their date with Matt. Like food-wise? Yeah. Baked, baked good-wise, food-wise? What are the parameters? Oh, no, all baked goods. Okay. Um, I know we've played games like this before, but I figured the baking twist, I don't know, it's, we can recycle. Yeah, it works. I'm hungry. <laughs> I spent the whole day cooking today. Um, all right, baking specifically. All right, are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay, so I'm going to start us off with Anna. Oh, man. Um, like, fucking toast. <laughs> <laughs> you don't bake toast. You toast toast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, avocado toast or just, like, plain? No, just fucking toast. Like, not even any butter. Oh, my gosh. All right. Wow. Just yep. warm, crunchy bread. I mean, she apologized. I think maybe. Yeah, she apologized once she got caught. Ooh, true. Okay. Uh, Abigail. Um, macaroons. But oh. like the French kind with a little sandwich cookie. Oh, I knew. What flavor? What flavor? Lemon. Cute. Okay, I'm here for it. I can dig it. Um, Chelsea. Uh, strawberry shortcake. 
Aww. I feel like she just deserves it all, you know? Yeah. Strawberry shortcake is what you'd give to someone who deserves it all. Yeah. That's sweet. Okay. I'll make you a strawberry shortcake one day. Yay. Um, just then, yeah. Um, I love her so much. I'm not sure how to encompass that in a baked good. Maybe some like really gooey cinnamon buns. Ooh, nice. Uh, MJ? Uh, oatmeal raisin cookies. Thought we just established that cookies are not a date. Yeah, well, I'm pissed at MJ so she doesn't get a real date. Okay. Um, and last but not least, what do you think Kit should have made instead? I already told you. Oh. Ratatouille and garlic bread. Right, but that's a meal we were talking about. Oh, okay. Um, I'm I'm overthinking this. (laughs) Mm, Cheesecake. True. Yeah, like a New York cheesecake. That makes sense. Yeah, and if it doesn't go right, you can just put it in pancakes. Um, and uh, whoever wins this season, if they're one of those people that we just named, we can. Wait, I'm sorry. The thing that I'm saying doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay, now were you gonna say that like we're gonna make it, or that we were gonna like feed it to them, or like mail it to so, them? I was trying to reference the fact that he has been making these videos on TikTok lately, in which he makes what he refers to as charcuterie boards um and they're clearly for two at least i mean there's lots of food i know i've been waiting i've always been like trying not to let me talk about the charcuterie boards and i've been like trying to decide like going back and forth um but here we are i'm talking about it on the air i'm talking about the charcuterie board wild just have to deal with it he has been making these charcuterie boards clearly for himself and his partner um, so whoever wins is also eating these charcuterie boards and that is what they are making together. And that means they're making tiny little personal or tiny little pizza pockets and dino nuggets and PB and J's. Wait, who's doing this? Matt James. You said Pete. Pizza? You said Pete. I thought like, I thought you were talking about Peter Weber and I was like, what the fuck? When did I say Pete? I, I don't know. I heard it in my ears. Maybe I said he and it sounded like he. Maybe. Well, listeners, thanks for dealing with that. Little yeah, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about Matt James. Matt James is making charcuterie boards. Charcuterie boards. Um, but I would like you all to know that it's pronounced charcuterie. Anyways, we give our rosebud and thorn. Yeah. All right. I haven't really thought about this. Me neither. Uh, let's. Rose is going to. Okay, let's just do it on three. Hold on, give me a sec. Give me a sec. Yeah, I need one too. Um. Okay, I've got one. I don't. Okay. Wait, I know who yours is. Yeah, I'm I'm debating between Rose and Bud for her. Oh, sorry. No, okay, yeah, I'm ready. 
One. Hold on, hold on. I can't remember her name. Okay. Um, wait, 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 hold on. Now I'm going back and forth about who's the red rose and who's the bud. Can I just give them both to the same person? Sure. Okay. One, two, two, three. three. Yesenia. Abigail. 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 Okay. Um. Yeah. What do you love about Yesenia? I so I mean she definitely has like a sweetness about her, and I love that she was actually willing to defend her actions in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um. I really appreciated that. It showed me that she has layers. Um, and will not take it lying down. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm kind of still trying to get to know her. Um, but yeah, that was why I wasn't sure if I should give her my rose or my, my bud. Yeah, don't worry, I got you. Are you ready for buds? Are we doing thorn or bud? Oh, let's do bud. Okay. One. One, two. Three, Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, and Chelsea actually totally agreed. I really want to see more from Chelsea. I yeah, Chelsea. I keep wanting to give her my rose, but I don't see enough of her. Yeah, exactly. Um, totally. Yeah, we need more Chelsea. Listen, producers, you've got to put more Chelsea in. We demand it. We demand it. On these episodes that you have already cut and edited. All right, and then I think I know who we're going to save for our thorn. Yeah. But let's... Find out. One, two, two three, M. MJ. Yeah. MJ was just the worst. Truly the worst. And she didn't have to be the worst. Yeah, exactly. There was no provocation, it seems like. Like, well, I think it's I think it's complicated. I think on the one hand, she made this like little comment that I kind of feel like Jasenia maybe was taking it a little too far. She just made this comment that there were the there was the varsity and the JV, which I get kind of as an analogy for like the newcomers and the people who've been there a while. Like, you know, she was processing this new thing that was happening. And it sounds like a thing she maybe just like said once and got taken a little too far, but either way, even if like either way, her, she looked bad. (laughs) She looked really bad in this episode. (laughs) Yeah, I guess my understanding is that Jasenia wasn't like, oh, MJ's like saying all these terrible things like she said varsity versus JV. It sounds like Matt specifically asked her. Yeah. And Jasenia was like, well, MJ didn't say those things like she didn't seek Matt out to tell him. And the correct thing for MJ to do in the situation would be, yes, I said that. I realized how that could have come off as kind of obnoxious or hurtful. And I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Done. Yeah. It's not, you're right. It's not on the level of like calling someone a slut or a whore or like saying they're a sex worker when they're not, but it is like a not nice thing that you could just fucking own up to and move on. Yeah. Could, could easily just not have behaved the way she did. She was very like deflective. She was like, um, she was really, uh, she, she kept saying this thing about like, 
questioning her character. And um, shoot, what was that thing that she kept saying? I want to spread P. Oh, I lead with my actions. I lead with my actions. What the heck does that mean? Did it make sense to you? No. It makes it sound like we can all read her mind or something. I don't know. Like. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't get it. And it just felt like this weird, aggressive thing. Where she clearly, yeah, she was upset when the new girls came. Totally fine. Be upset. Own up to it. Move on. So. Yeah. Speaking of MJ and her JV versus varsity, are you ready to play JV versus varsity? I'm really not. (laughs) (laughs) It's similar to the last game in that I will give you the name of a contestant and then we come up with what sport we think they played in high school. Excellent. Okay. Are you up for it? Yeah. Okay, great. (laughs) Um, All right. Let's start with Maggie. Cross country. Totally. 100% agreed. Cross country. Done. MJ. Lacrosse. Yeah. Piper. Also lacrosse, but she got her ass beat by MJ. Mm, I was thinking maybe softball. Yeah, I can see that too. Sorry. I was thinking softball for Rachel. I was thinking like um, maybe tennis for Piper. Okay. (laughs) Maybe some badminton. (laughs) Piper's a gentle soul. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, oh, no, you know what? You know what Piper did? She was a cheerleader. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was really good at it, too. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. Always kind of in the middle of the pyramid, though. Oh, poor Piper. Um, Serena C. Mm, also a cheerleader, but the bitchy kind. And I mean that in a good way. I love Serena C. I, yeah. I really, partially because she's clearly a Marxist, but I also just <laughs> really appreciated in this episode, like she was kind of one of the girls who was being a bitch to the new girls, like not in like a major way, just like she clearly like wasn't thrilled that they were there. Um, yeah. Like, I don't think she was like starting any of the drama or creating the hostile environment, but um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So like after Matt like addresses the bullying and, Everyone is like, I'm so sorry. I did a mean thing now that I've been caught. Serena C was like, yeah, they're just kissing ass. Like, it's whatever. Yeah. And I really appreciated that. I was like, you stick to your guns. Except in my notes, I said, you stick to your funds. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you on all of that. But she also could have played, like, rugby or something like that. Mm. The badass sports. I am looking forward to finding out what sports these people actually played yeah me too (laughs) (laughs) one day um listen if you're any of these people (laughs) let us know um let's close this off with serena p marching bands (laughs) 
Okay, I was gonna say soccer, but marching band works. What did she play? <laughs> the tuba. Yep, mm-hmm. I love that for her, and I'd love to hear her play tuba. Maybe she could play our theme song. I would also. <laughs> would not sound good. Oh my gosh. Oh. Well, I have one more game. It's kind of a quick one. If you're okay, I also have a game. Oh, you go first. Okay, it's really bad. I haven't thought it through. So, okay, I'm going to get up on my soapbox for a second, and that means I also have to pull up my notes again. Nice. What scent is the soap? Hmm? I made oh. a joke. Um, I get it. It's like one of the Dr. Bronner scents. Nice. Okay, yeah. So I'm going to get up on my soapbox and say that I understand that language is a constantly evolving cultural production, but Jesus Christ, some of you people need to learn the meaning of the word literally. (laughs) This is coming from Victoria saying that she will literally die if Matt sends her home. Yeah. And I truly hope that that is not accurate. And she seems to be alive. So she did not literally die. Victoria is an infamous overuser of the word literally, but I did recently read an article that was like, people should be allowed to use the word literally (laughs) wrong. (laughs) She wasn't the only person who did it. I don't know. I like, again, like as a former English teacher, Former, because I quit my fucking job. Woo! Uh, (laughs) As a former English teacher, like, I'm generally against any kind of, like, grammar policing, but this one just really irks me. Um, Anyway, so my game is I'm going to say three sentences about my day, and one of the sentences is going to use literally correctly. Oh my god! And I need you to identify which sentence it's it actually is. Actually, really similar to the game that I have. <laughs> <laughs> you'll see. But okay, tell me the sentences. Okay, I haven't made the sentences up yet, so oh, it's gonna be okay, okay. Okay, so I went outside to clean my car from snow. That came out wrong. To cl- I went outside to shovel my car because it snowed, and I have to go to work early tomorrow. And as I was walking i can't think of anything oh my god Um, i know i'm bad at improv give me a second yeah yeah do your thing okay so i woke up this morning i woke up a little late and i came into the kitchen and my cat was literally screaming his head off for breakfast (laughs) like his head fell off (laughs) and he wouldn't put it back on until i gave him breakfast okay That's sentence one. Sentence two is, it snowed. So I went outside to shovel around my car so I can get to work tomorrow. And I literally shoveled a pile of snow. (laughs) (laughs) And sentence three is, um... Uh, you know, um, the thing. You were watching The Bachelor with your friends. Yeah, I was watching The Bachelor with my friends. 
and Chris Harrison is literally the devil. <laughs> okay, so wait, what am I doing? I'm You're trying- identifying the sentence in which I correctly use the word literally. Two of them. Which two? Well, there was the one where you literally shoveled a pile of snow. Yes. <laughs> you don't even specify how big the pile is. So, I mean, <laughs> um, but then you said that your cat's head actually fell off. How am I to know that <laughs> poor little Bug's head doesn't fall off all the time? Actually, is Bug okay? Yeah, he's fine. He's screaming for dinner right now. Okay. Literally. He's screaming his head off, literally. So I'm concerned that he's screaming his head off, literally. You should see a vet about this. I agree. I should literally see a vet about this. <laughs> so wait, the, the answer you were saying is correct is the snow pile. Yes. I literally shoveled snow into a pile today. Literally. See, I don't even know if I would count that as the correct usage of the word literally because... Like, how would you figuratively shovel snow into a pile? I feel like like I've emotionally shoveled snow into a pile before. Like, when you have all these feelings and you need to compartmentalize them, but before you do that, you have to get them all in a pile. I guess this show... And it's winter in your soul. We shovel our emotions at the (laughs) The pile that is the book there. Yes. All right. Correct. This next game comes from the popular podcast, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Oh, no. It's modified very much to be for this show. So thank you, NPR. Um, But we are going to play a game called There's the Lie. I have three stories. Um, They're all from the news. And um, they're all about Bachelor contestants. Excellent. You have to figure out which one I made up. Great. Okay. This is going to be mostly psychoanalyzing Amelia. Oh, God. <laughs> Number one. Formular bath. <laughs> Formular. <laughs> Former Bachelorette star JoJo is working on a new reality TV show with her husband, Jordan, called DTR Define Relationships. In this show, they're going to help women who feel stuck in relationships with non-committal men to have the conversation. The conversation where you go to down the road and order. Uh, uh, next. <laughs> Bard college reference, yeah, folks. Sorry. You're trying to make a very niche joke, and I'm just going to stop you because I think it's, uh, it's a given, you know? Okay, I'm ready for number two. Okay, reach re, <laughs> number two. Recently, Bachelor fans have been stalking Matt's Spotify use to try and figure out who won the season. They think that since he recently liked one of Rachel's playlists, that might mean that she's the winner. However, he's rebutted this claim that by saying that he also enjoys Kit's and Michelle's playlists on Spotify. Okay. Okay. Ready for number three? Mm-hmm. A TikTok user recently accused Rachel of bullying her online for quote-unquote only dating black men. Okay, so I know that the third one is true. Oh, you read that one? Yeah. 
Um, so <laughs> I gave up really easy. I gave, I, I'm never going to, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have, I should have mouthed that a little more. Is it true? Was it a TikTok user or a friend? Yes, it was. Okay. <laughs> um, so now I'm just deciding between one and two, right? Which one's false? I guess you are. Um, I think two is false. You think two is false? The Spotify use? Yeah. Final answer? No. <laughs> but yeah. I got you. It I was made, one. I made up the first one. The second one is true. Yeah. This All one. right. Well, I was able to narrow it down to two choices. I feel pretty good. Yeah. You were pretty close. And the JoJo <laughs> one, it's based on someone starting a reality TV show. Okay. JoJo has been on my mind because I keep getting this ad on Hulu for with her and Jordan, and they're advertising non-alcoholic Heineken. Oh, and it's so funny. It's, the idea is like dry January. I guess I'm not going to the ads anymore because it's February. But the idea is dry January, and the tagline is keep it dry. Yeah, I keep getting tar- – all, like all of my targeted ads are for dry January, which I've never expressed interest in. No. But – Alas. Um, all right. Any last comments, questions, concerns? I'm like excited to see what happens with Heather next week and oh my God. why Dylan went all Donald Trump on Twitter. Wait, went all Donald Trump? Like just like took to Twitter to rant when oh, no one was yeah. asking him to. Well, no, he was like, guys, I'm going to spill all. I guess we have to talk about that a little bit, don't we? <laughs> I get. I mean, I, <laughs> I think he was just like, I'm, he, 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 like, he wasn't just like, I'm going to share all this stuff. He was like, all right, guys, I'll take your questions and answer, honestly. Yeah, but that's asking for, I mean, yes, he did open the floodgates. And he truly did. I, I just like, really do you think it's like some last ditch attempt to be like relevant? Because I haven't thought about him in years. That could totally be it, because I was also like, why is he doing this, and why now? And he gave no clarity on that. A lot of people ask him that. Um, but I, I think it could have something to do with that, or it could be that he's at two years, and there's mm. a lot of saying that maybe, like, two years is an important time in the contract, because that's right. um, either. And it could also, like, if he's friends with Heather, which would make sense, because she's friends with Hannah G., yeah. It could have to do with Heather potentially being villainized, yeah. which it looks like might happen. Yeah. And listeners, at the time of listening to this, um, we still don't know what happens with Heather, and we also still don't know what's happening on Jet. Or he's suppo- Jed is supposed to come out and explain some information about what happened with him because he was named as the most, like, villainized by the producers. Somebody right. asked, Somebody asked, like why or who got the worst editing and vilification that they didn't deserve and i confess something yeah i feel like it's entirely possible that jed got very fucked over on hannah's season and i don't give a shit he just like doesn't interest me as a person and i don't care about justice for him (laughs) (laughs) yeah i also don't really care But I also, I think for me, what's interesting about the whole thing is just that I love to play this game of like who, what's real and what's staged, 
which I know is like a silly, useless game to play. It's like not we're never going to actually know. But I just think it's kind of fun. And so I get kind of excited about times where the curtain is like opened up. And Oh, Amelia, do you like sociology? Thanks for listening to The Butcher. <laughs> If you're enjoying hearing me cut off Olive every time they ask me a question, you can contact us. Oh, then you can rate us five stars on iTunes or iTunes. Yeah, Um, you can't rate us on Spotify. You can follow us. Reviews. You can write Amelia, stop being mean to Olive. Um, You can write Amelia, keep being mean to Olive. They deserve it. Yeah, really. I just. (laughs) They're the worst. (laughs) They're literally the best, though. Happy so, birthday to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. If you want to wish Olive a happy early birthday, um, you can do so by leaving us comments and writing us at butchlerpod at gmail.com or finding us on Instagram at butchlerpod. Um, thanks for listening. We love you. Stay safe. Bye. Bye. <laughs>